Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Hello from Jerusalem and welcome to Watchmen Talk, a series of conversations with Israeli security, military and intelligence experts and practitioners. Our guest is uh, retired Major General uh, Danny Atom, uh, a former uh, commander of Israel's uh, central uh, district, central command, and uh, military secretary to Prime Minister and Defense Minister Rabin, as well as uh, to others. And uh, perhaps uh, uh, most importantly, or also importantly, uh, former uh, chief of the Israeli Foreign Intelligence and Special Operations Agency, Mossad. Dani Atom, welcome. Hi. Shalom, Amir. You also had um, other positions uh, in the uh, prime minister's office, as well as in politics. And we will get to that um, uh, in the second part of our conversations. I'm anxious to... To tell the world. Uh, yeah, to, to come to this moment. Let's start uh, uh, with your induction into the uh, Israeli Defense Forces as um, a young um, civilian coming um, um, to join probably the paratroopers, but then finding out that there is another, perhaps more interesting unit. Uh, what happened then? Well, uh, after uh, accomplishing uh, my... Uh, secondary school, high school, as uh, anybody else, I uh, was anxious to enter into the service and to serve uh, the country. The times were differently, totally differently from today. Early 1960s. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about uh, 1963, when I uh, accomplished my uh, education and uh, entered into the Israeli military forces. When I uh, arrived uh, to the first step, uh, which uh, was uh, the basis where all the youngsters arrive, and then uh, they are divided into the different uh, units. My uh, dream was to volunteer and to become a paratrooper. And I went uh, to the place where the uh, representative of the paratrooper, paratrooper uh, brigade sat, and I uh, uh, gave my details, name, etc., and I, and I asked to volunteer and to become a paratrooper. I didn't know about uh, any other uh, unit which is equivalent to the paratrooper brigade, and I never ever heard about Sayyid uh, Matkal, which is uh, the chief, uh, the, the uh, reconnaissance, if I translate it uh, literally, it is the reconnaissance unit of the, oh, sorry, of uh, of the headquarters of the Israeli Defense Forces, but uh, everybody knows uh, it today 
as the most prestigious commando unit that operates mostly behind enemy's lines. Uh, but let's, let's try to focus um, on this unit for a so, moment, because uh, while it was widely rumored, uh, it was only officially revealed in the 1990s. Up until that time, um, it wasn't even... I never, I, 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 I knew nothing about the existence of such a unit. But, but uh, it belongs to the uh, Director of Military Intelligence, which, of course, is a member of the general staff. But the word Matkal means the general headquarters of the IDF. It started as a purely intelligence unit and then had added responsibility, as you said, as a commando unit. Yeah. So uh, while walking from... Uh, the the place uh, where the uh, representative of the paratrooper brigade uh, sat, I met somebody by the name of uh, Shao Levy that passed away since then, and he was uh, my neighbor in the neighborhood in the northern part of uh, the city of Natania. And he told me, come with me, I would like to introduce you to those that uh, uh, are uh, even more prestigious uh, than the paratroopers. No, I would like to take you to the representative of the paratrooper brigade. I told him I just came out from uh, this uh, small hut where he was uh, sitting and I already volunteered. So he told me, no, 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 no. I would like to bring you to the representative of a unit which is a commando unit of the paratrooper brigade. I never ever heard about it. Uh, it was known only amongst uh, youngsters uh, while uh, a friend brought a friend and a friend uh, bring a friend. Externally, there was no difference. Same red beret, same paratrooper wings, yeah. same brown shoes or boots. Exactly. But uh, without uh, any uh, insignia, and any insignia, insignia as belonging to to part of a brigade, but nobody uh, cared about it, and uh, it did not uh, cause me to think that uh, there is something uh, different, uh, because the difference was uh, very, very, very small. So I said to myself, well, commando is better than regular uh, paratrooper. I will go with him. And uh, there was there a bunch of uh, youngsters that uh, entered into the service uh, at the same days like me. I'm talking about uh, August uh, 63. And uh, I didn't know... Uh, as I said anything about this unit, I entered into a room where I was interviewed by a lieutenant colonel. Then I uh, understood that uh, this was Lieutenant Colonel Avraham Arnan. Uh, he passed away also uh, many years ago. He was the founder of the unit, and he was the one that interviewed each and every of the new combatant in order to either accept them or reject them. And uh, next to him, 
There were two young officers, uh, second lieutenants. Um, one was uh, of an uh, uh, Iraqi family, and the other one was from a Yemenite family. And they were, they, they were the team commanders of uh, the unit, of, of, sorry, of the, of the teams that are going to be built by us. We are going to, we, are, we, we will be their uh, soldiers. And, the reason, and I, they, the reason that you specified that they came from Iraqi and Yemenite, Yemenite families is that originally the unit was supposed uh, to pass as uh, of oriental extraction in order the unit, yeah, to embed in, in Arab countries. It was, yeah, it was the, basically it was the idea of uh, Avraham Arnan, the founder of the unit that uh, operated the uh, Arabs that uh, collaborated from uh, Israel and sent them to missions behind enemy's lines. And he uh, one day woke up and said, well, why not uh, to try uh, Israel youngsters instead of, uh, of soldiers of an Arab origin? We will teach them Arabic and probably they will be even better than those that uh, he then operated uh, as uh, combatants. They will be more loyal and perhaps more skilled, but they could be uh, uncovered by the locals. Yes, but uh, one day I remember he said that uh, he prefers to teach uh, blonde, uh, blonde uh, youngsters with blue eyes uh, Arabic than to teach... Uh, those that came from uh, uh, Sephardic uh, origin to teach them how to, how to fight. Uh, it was, uh, nevertheless, it was the beginning of accepting uh, young soldiers, not necessarily of a Sephardic uh, origin, but uh, from an Ashkenazi origin. Most, but I, mostly from kibbutzim? Mostly from kibbutzim and moshavim. Uh, Which is another sort of agricultural settlement. Exactly. But uh, they knew, because uh, if there was somebody that served in this unit, and as I told you, the, the, the real uh, practice was uh, a friend brought a friend. They brought friends from their own class or from other classes in the kibbutz. So... Uh, some of those that came from the kibbutz, or most of those that, those that originally came from kibbutzim, uh, they knew something about it, not a lot, something. Those who came from the other uh, uh, agricultural uh, way of life, which we called moshav, like kolchoz in, uh, in the former Soviet Union, they uh, also uh, recruited their own uh, friends. And they had some mechanical know-how, operating tractors and the like. Yes. And uh, they were fighters. It, it, it used to uh, think about them. Then, for instance, the majority of, uh, of the cadets in the flying course were uh, those that came from those uh, places. 
And also, it also applies to the paratrooper brigade, which is the only brigade in the IDF that you need to volunteer in order to be accepted. To the other brigades, you did not have to volunteer. It is no longer the case 60 years later regarding the places where cadets and, uh, and no, other I'm, volunteers come. No, it come. is also... It is also it is also it 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 applies also to the uh, the air uh, the air academy course. It applies to those who are trained uh, to be uh, naval officers. It, uh, it, it was also the same. But speaking about a brigade, out of some brigades that we have in the standing uh, forces, it is the only brigade. Uh, belonging to ground forces, either uh, either uh, infantry or uh, either a tank brigade that I commanded later on, that uh, you had to volunteer in order to be accepted. Nobody could force you. No, I'm, serve, I'm, I'm saying that to uh, serve to serve in the in the paratrooper brigade. Kibbutzim who had some two to three percent of the population mm-hmm. were the major resource at the time and and uh, their proportion among those killed and wounded in action was enormous I, it I is know. no it is no longer so in israeli society exactly it is not uh, longer so so let's move on to what you did uh, as, so a, as any, a young anyhow anyhow i was not accepted to the unit and i asked why uh, wasn't i accepted and uh, avram arnan said well he told me I, Abraham Arnan, I cannot uh, tell you in uh, uh, details why did I decide not to accept you, but look at uh, my comrades, uh, the two young officers. Look at you. You are a blonde with, uh, of course, now nobody can say that I uh, was once uh, blonde, but uh, you are a blonde with blue eyes. Look at them and understand by yourself. Okay. I said, <laughs> you know, this is the decision. I will comply with it. And later on, after an hour, it was announced uh, through the... Uh, public affairs. Not public affairs, through the uh, radio communication or the uh, somebody shouted by a megaphone uh, that I will come back to this uh, place, to this room, and I was accepted. You became Yemenite by then. And that, I became, uh, yeah, yeah. The, this was the beginning probably uh, of uh, changing the concept. And uh, since then, uh, we in the, in the unit were accepting uh, also uh, youngsters uh, uh, from an but, Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi origin. But when you reached Sayyid Matkal, Ehud Barak was already there, Ehud Brug at the time, and he yeah. wasn't uh, any less Ashkenazi than you were. But no, his but complexion was darker. Exactly. His complexion was darker. He had uh, a small mustache uh, in order to... He, he wanted to, to be uh, seen as more senior uh, because... Uh, he looked... Uh, he had a baby face. Very, yeah, as, as a baby, as a matter of Yeah, he was there, but the majority were people of an, uh, of an uh, Sephardic uh, origin. So what did you do before the Six-Day War? Your main enemy was Egypt, and you had uh, to perform intelligence tasks 
in the Sinai or in other places in order to get early warning about Egyptian intentions and capabilities? Well, of course, uh, I, I cannot deliberate. Uh, I cannot uh, enter into details. I can only tell you that as a soldier and later on as a team commander at the age of 21, I commanded many, many operations behind enemy, enemy lines. And it includes not only Egypt, it includes also Jordan and Syria and Lebanon and some other places. And uh, in addition to it, of course, we also participated as commando unit, for instance, for, for instance, in the release of the hostages that were captured in the Sabena. Uh, yes, but that was it later. But in order to understand the value of such a unit to the Israeli military, in the 1967 uh, Six-Day War, was there a lot of benefit to what you did in the years uh, up to the war? Yes, there was a lot of uh, benefit uh, because, uh, as you said, uh, we were uh, dealing mainly in uh, gathering uh, intelligence and uh, information, and we were successful in that, and it uh, helped uh, uh, very uh, seriously this, uh, piece, those pieces of intelligence to the Israeli Defense Forces to win the Six Days War in six days. Now, um, it uh, has been established, and now for the last uh, 25 years or so, one can speak freely of Sayyid Matkal. It is uh, well known that this is the most elite unit in the Israeli Defense Forces, perhaps next to the naval commanders, um, yeah. which, is, which is the... Uh, equivalent in the Navy of, uh, of that uh, unit. But there has been criticism that uh, it is so valued that when war comes, there is um, more reluctance to uh, let it operate in battle because each member is so valued. And so finally, regular infantry and armor and artillery and engineer and other forces participate more in wars, not in operations between the wars, than this unit. Is this criticism valid? I don't think that it is valid anymore. Uh, it is true that uh, when uh, the general staff or the chief of general staff have to, has to decide upon uh, which unit uh, will uh, carry out an operation, no doubt that when we are talking about uh, operations like uh, releasing, uh, rescuing uh, uh, people that were uh, uh, caught by terrorists and are hostages by terrorists, no doubt that the unit that will be sent is Sarat Matkal as the forefront. Maybe some other units uh, will participate in the second circle and help, uh, will be helping uh, and assisting Sayyid Matkal, but Sayyid Matkal or the Yamam, which is the police uh, unit uh, established mainly in order to uh, rescue hostages, and uh, the naval commando unit as well, only three units which are capable uh, and... Uh, are so thought to be the best units in dealing with hostages. 
But in addition to it, for instance, for, for us, then at least, and I'm uh, taking you backwards, uh, something uh, like uh, 55 years or something like that, since I was recruited, uh, when there was a, 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 a military operation, not an intelligence one, but a combat operation, we were selected as a unit to do it. We were selected, for instance, to release the hostages from the uh, Sabena aeroplane that was hijacked by four terrorists belonging to Black September uh, on the way from Brussels to Tel Aviv. And we released them in a well-known operation that uh, took place du- during daytime. And uh, I mention it because uh, the commandos uh, do not like to operate during daytime. We are... Uh, we, we prefer to operate uh, during nighttime, and this is my, our expertise. And uh, in addition to it, I participated uh, in the Six Days War as a platoon leader or as a, as a, a team, uh, team leader, and I was the first one that had to jump, to, to jump from an aeroplane in order to take over uh, the... Uh, port, uh, the port of Sharm el-Sheikh, and I was standing ready to see the color uh, uh, changed from red to blue. I was uh, to... Uh, green. To green. I was the first one in our uh, uh, force, and all of a sudden somebody grabbed me from the uh, door and told me, Naval forces are already took over Sharm el-Sheikh. Your, uh, your uh, uh, combat uh, operation is not valid anymore. So that's how you missed the um, red background to your paratrooper exactly. wing. Exactly. And later on, we were, uh, we were jumped by helicopters to the Golan Heights, and we participated also in the, in the war in the Golan Heights. During the Yom Kippur War, The, this unit, I was not any longer in the unit. I was a deputy commander of a tank battalion. But this unit, our unit operated, and we even suffered uh, casualties. Let me ask you, um, regarding your move from Sayeret Matkal to Armour, in the period between the two wars, the Six-Day War and the Yom Kippur War, many of uh, the uh, leading uh, and potentially uh, uh, most senior Officers in such units as uh, Sayyid Matkal or the paratroopers decided that the force of the future is armor. And um, it's uh, like a move from a boutique to a supermarket. Why did you make this move? I, uh, when, when I uh, firstly uh, entered into, into the military service, My plan was uh, to serve uh, as everybody uh, else only for two and a half years. This was then the mandated uh, period. And uh, to accomplish my service and uh, to go to academy, uh, I, have some, I had some uh, dreams. But due, to the fact, but due to the fact that I was lucky to enter into this unit 
and carry out uh, operations as a young officer at the age of 21 that leads the team behind him, 10 to 15 people, uh, deep into enemy lines in order to uh, carry out uh, 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 an, an, a mission. And coming back, it uh, made, my, I, I made my decision that I would like due to the fact that I had very, very interesting service during the first nine years, because I served nine years in Sert Matkal, I decided that I would like uh, to taste what does it mean or what did it mean to serve in the regular, uh, armed, for uh, regular armed forces. Uh, there was, uh, I was hesitant between serving uh, in the Golani Brigade or the Paratrooper Brigade. Infantry both. Infantry both. In the Golani Brigade, for instance, uh, then the commander of the Golani Brigade uh, offered me to be the commander of the reconnaissance uh, Golani Brigade unit. Uh, and at the end, I decided to enter into the rows of the armor uh, corps. Firstly, because uh, there were senior than me that paved the way, like Dovik Tamari and Ehud Barak and many others that went uh, to the armor uh, corps. Secondly, it was then perceived that the armor corps, as I think today, that the armor corps amongst the ground forces is the deciding force and uh, armor units will, uh, will, will, will win the war of course, in combination with all the others, but the spearhead will be armor. And armor generals were then and in command of the armor. Were, yes, like uh, the chief of staff and uh, his deputy, uh, names uh, known like uh, Dado, David Elazar, and uh, Talik, Israel Tal, and many others. Uh, they were also the, 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 the leading commanders in the Six Days War. Uh, which, which was the war of reference. So yeah. we, we will have to stop your tank right now in a rest area. And we will continue this interesting conversation with uh, retired General Danny Atom. And uh, for the time being, thank you. Thank you very much. I understand that you think that we have now to refuel and rearm. Exactly. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.